Welcome to the Golden Age of Comic Books. Hey, Golden Age fans, it's December 20th, 2009, and this is the 65th installment of the Golden Age of Comic Books. This is Bill Jordan, your host, and I'm very glad you're here for our fifth annual Christmas episode of the Golden Age of Comic Books. And in our annual Christmas episode, we're going to talk about a Captain Marvel story from 1945 that I think you'll find enjoyable, and uh, it keeps with our last couple of years of Christmas episode themes, talking about the great uh, Christmas Carol classic by Charles Dickens. Last year, of course, we talked about Uncle Scrooge and how he was modeled after Ebenezer Scrooge from A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Well, here we're going to talk about another Scrooge-themed Christmas story this year from 1945, and from the great Captain Marvel. But before we do that, I wanted to mention uh, once again the vintage DC Comics calendar for 2009. I know I've talked about it on several of our episodes here, and I've mentioned it over on the blog at goldenagecomics.org. If you haven't picked up a 2009-2010 copy of the vintage DC Comics calendar for those years, please go ahead and do that. I tell you, it's a great calendar. I think you'll really enjoy it, and if you want to go over to Asgard Press, you can pick one up with a 10% discount by typing in promo code GOLDENAGECOMICS. So head over to AsgardPress.com and pick up a copy of the vintage DC Comics calendar. Of course, as you know, I penned the introduction to the calendar commemorating the 75th anniversary of DC Comics that will be celebrated in 2010. I also provided some of the cover scans that are used in this very high-quality calendar, and I wrote the intros to uh, the covers, the actual descriptions to some of the covers that are there in the calendar. So check that out. Again, go over to asgardpress.com. Use promo code GOLDENAGECOMICS to get yourself a calendar. It's not too late for Christmas. Uh, You can still go ahead and order them. You can also get these great calendars over at amazon.com. You can pick them up at some local retailers as well. And if you go over to Amazon.com, please do us a big favor. Um, DC may or may not renew the license for this product for the following year for the 2010-2011 calendar. Uh, We're not sure if that's going to happen. And the more good reviews we have of the calendar over at Amazon.com, the more likely it is that DC might pay attention to that in considering whether or not to renew the license. So even if you already have one of these great calendars, head over to Amazon.com. Please do us a great big Christmas present favor. And uh, over there at Amazon, do a really good review of the vintage DC Comics calendar. We would really appreciate it, and as they say, the more the merrier, particularly here at Christmas time. Uh, that would be a great Christmas present for us here at the Golden Age of Comic Books and for Asgard Press, and we would, as I said, greatly appreciate it. Now, don't forget also, if you uh, want to read more about Christmas themes for the Golden Age of Comic Books, head over to the blog at goldenagecomics.org. I've been doing several uh, revisits of some of the classic Christmas covers that I talked about last year. I've talked about some more of those this year as well. Also have done some uh, Golden Age reprint roundups over there in the last couple of weeks. There's some awfully good Golden Age reprint books out there right now. I just featured one on the uh, blog actually just yesterday talking about a new Batman archive. Actually, it's the Dark Knight Archives, Volume 6. Also, the Submariner Golden Age Masterworks Archives, Volume 3 has just come out. 
Both of those are just fantastic reprints. And if you go over to the blog at goldenagecomics.org, you'll find a lot of other reprints that I've referenced over the last several weeks. These make great Christmas presents. If you know of a Golden Age comic book fan who loves to read the old Golden Age stories, well, it's hard to find the originals. They are very, very expensive if you do. So buy the reprints. Uh, the Chronicles series, Superman and Batman Chronicles, are a great way to do that. Very inexpensive, fourteen ninety-five retail cover price. But also these masterworks and these archive books do the same. So check those out. I think you'll really enjoy them. All right, well, let's talk about the Captain Marvel Christmas that I mentioned when we started the show here just a few minutes ago. Every year when I do my Christmas episode, I either talk about my favorite Christmas stories or my favorite Christmas covers or some Christmas-themed aspect of the Golden Age of comic books. In the past, I've covered a lot of DC Christmas stories and uh, a lot of covers from various publishers from the Golden Age of comic books. But what I haven't done in the past is talk about a Captain Marvel-themed Christmas story. And I thought I'd look for one. I'm a fan of Captain Marvel. I can't say that I'm a big Captain Marvel collector, but I do enjoy reading some of the early Captain Marvel adventures from the Golden Age of comic books. And so I dug around and I found a copy of the story called Captain Marvel and the Plot Against Christmas. That appeared in Captain Marvel Adventures number 42. That was the January 1945 issue. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, this story is very typical of a lot of stories that borrow from the Charles Dickens Christmas Carol story featuring Ebenezer Scrooge, and this is no different. Uh, The story features uh, a Scrooge-like character. His name is Gouge Smith, and he, as you might expect, Uh, is against everything that has to do with Christmas. In fact, as the story begins, we see Billy Batson at the microphone from radio station WHIZ, Wiz, and he says, To most of us, Christmas is a time of joy and happiness, but Gouge Smith hated everything. It stood for, and it was up to Captain Marvel to defeat his plot against Christmas. So there you go. That sets it up. Uh, Gouge Smith and Captain Marvel going at it in the splash page where Captain Marvel is actually defending a Christmas tree from a uh, fireplace poker that Mr. Smith is holding in his hand. Now, as we move away from the splash page, we find young Billy Batson sitting at his desk at the radio station looking at a very, very large pile of Christmas cards that both he and Captain Marvel have received from their fans. And he says, boy, Captain Marvel and I certainly have a lot of friends. Look at all of these Christmas cards. But sometimes I wish I had someone closer to me than just friends. It's times like Christmas when it's tough to be an orphan. And as you know, Billy Batson is an orphan, having never met his parents uh, from the very beginning of the Captain Marvel stories. But as he sits and ponders his uh, situation, the um, the man that owns the station, Mr. Morris, comes over and tells Billy that there's a story that he'd like for him to cover. There are a couple of gentlemen that work for a toy company, the Smith Toy Company, and their names are Happy and Jolly Smith, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> for Christmas, that makes sense. And they have a sleigh that they have filled up with toys that they are going to give away to the local orphanage. And the sleigh is kind of a neat sleigh. It's green with yellow trim. It's full of toys. And it looks kind of like an airboat. If you've ever been down to the Everglades in South Florida, you know what I'm talking about when I mention an airboat. But it had the big propeller on the back 
that will propel it through the snowy streets where they can take it to the orphanage and deliver the toys. Well, as it turns out, Happy and Jolly Smith are the brothers of old grumpy Gouge Smith, who is the president of the toy company. And they tell Billy uh, that they need to get Happy and Jolly, I should say, tell Billy that they need to get these toys to the orphanage in this fancy sleigh before their brother Gouge finds out about it, because if he does, he will be totally against it. He's only in it for the money, and he doesn't believe that anything, including the toys that their factory makes, should be given away for charity or otherwise. Well, unfortunately, he does get wind of it, and he races over to the toy factory where the sleigh is revved up with the propeller running, and Gouge runs up to one of his brothers and says, What's this you're doing behind my back? I'm president of this company. Why wasn't I consulted? And his brother says, Well, the, the, the orphans and Gouge actually punches his brother in the face and says, Orphans, bah, isn't it enough that I give you all day Christmas off? Do you have to give away toys too? And as his brother is hit in the face, he starts to fall towards the spinning propeller to his certain death. Well, Billy is standing there with the other brother, and of course you know what happens next. The magic word Shazam is spoken, and out of the clouds comes the magical and mystical lightning bolt. Billy is transformed into Captain Marvel, and in the nick of time, he flies into the propeller and saves Happy Smith from his certain death. Well, at that point in time, uh, Gouge realizes that he almost killed his brother by knocking him into the propeller, and Gouge says, well, I don't care. He wasn't hurt, was he? I'm going home. But you two, talking to his brothers, make certain every last one of those toys is put back in the warehouse. And so Happy and Jolly Smith realize that their plan to provide toys to the orphans has been dashed to the ground by their mean brother, Gouge Smith. And they uh, kind of resign themselves to the fact that the orphans just simply won't get Christmas. But Captain Marvel, of course, has a plan, and he says, Don't let them uh, be without toys, boys. You go home and enjoy yourselves just as if nothing has happened. I have an idea, I think, that will make everything all right. And Captain Marvel flies off into the night, and the two brothers say, Boy, I hope you're right, Captain Marvel. So long. Well, the next thing we know, Billy Batson has changed back into his uh, alter ego and is at the radio station making an announcement over the radio. And he says, This afternoon, Captain Marvel uncovered a mean plot against a Christmas surprise that Happy and Jolly Smith had planned for the orphans at Creedmoor Orphanage, but he expects to iron out all difficulties with Gouge Smith, the brother who caused the trouble this evening. Of course, in the next panel, we find out that Gouge has been at home listening on the radio, and he says, Captain Marvel's going to iron out his difficulties with me. That boy, Billy, must be out of his mind. Bah. Well, of course, at that point in time, in walks Captain Marvel into Gouge's home, and says, I have some business to discuss with you, Gouge, toy business. And Gouge says, you'll not intimidate me into giving those toys away, Captain Marvel. Let the orphans buy their own. And then Captain Marvel, uh, in a little bit of a, a throwback to a scene from uh, A Christmas Carol, says to Gouge, boy, your house is cold, just like your heart. 
gouge and gouge says, I like it that way. Will you get out of here or will I have to throw you out? Well, of course, Captain Marvel can't be thrown out of Gouge's house. He grabs Gouge's coat out of the closet, puts it on him, and flies him out of the house and takes him to his first stop. Now, this isn't quite like the various ghosts of Christmas past and present and future like we see in A Christmas Carol. We really have Captain Marvel just taking Gouge Smith from one place to another. And the first place they visit is, of course, uh, to the home of one of his brothers where they have the large Christmas tree up and the children are uh, racing around the house in the excitement of Christmas. This is the brother Jolly's home. And there's a beautiful fire in the fireplace. And, in fact, the children ask Captain Marvel to put the star on the top of this gigantic Christmas tree, which he obliges by flying straight up to the top of the tree and placing the star on the top. And the children are just simply delighted by that. And... Captain Marvel, after doing all of these things, walks over to Gouge, who's been witnessing all of these uh, amazing feats of Captain Marvel and flying to the top of the Christmas tree to put the star on top. Says, well, have you caught the Christmas spirit yet, Gouge? And Gouge says, Christmas, bah. I never did like it, bah. He uses the word bah quite a bit. I haven't read humbug yet, but uh, I'm sure we're all thinking bah humbug as we're reading this story. And Captain Marvel says, well, still not convinced. Uh, well, we have several more stops to make. So he takes uh, Gouge to his next brother's house, Happy Smith. And the scene is very similar. I think that uh, Happy is a little bit older. Jolly's children were uh, probably, uh, oh, I would say uh, probably 12 to 13 years old. But when they arrive at the house of Happy Smith, they find Happy and his wife in the home with a very small Christmas tree on a table with a picture of their son, who is unfortunately, uh, of course, this is a World War II era story. He is in the South Pacific fighting the enemies. And um, the uh, wife of Happy Smith says to Captain Marvel, our, our only son is in the South Pacific this year. This is his first Christmas away from home. And Gouge, with a scowl on his face, says, well, why don't you let Captain Marvel fly down and bring him back for tomorrow? Then he'd be home. He wouldn't be alone. And then, and maybe uh, Captain Marvel would leave me alone if you do that. And the wife of Happy Smith says, oh, no, that would not be fair to the other boys. We wouldn't be happy if our son were favored over them. And Captain Marvel says to Gouge, you see, Gouge, some people are above being selfish. And, of course, what does Gouge say? Bah, I try to be helpful. And what do I get? I'm leaving. Well, of course, Captain Marvel flies off behind Gouge and says, uh, you can't leave without me. We still have one more stop to make. And uh, Gouge says, you'll hear from my lawyer about this, you bully. So where do you think Captain Marvel takes Gouge Smith next? He's been to Gouge's home that has no Christmas tree or Christmas decorations. He's been to Gouge's brother Jolly's where the younger children were around the gigantic Christmas tree. He's been to the other brother's house, Happy Smith, where they talk about his son being in the South Pacific well, of course, where they go next is to the orphanage itself. And Captain Marvel says to Gouch Smith, take a good look at the only home those motherless and fatherless boys will ever know. Notice the fireplace where they have hung up their stockings? Because of you, Gouch, those stockings will be empty tomorrow because you're too selfish to give away a few toys. Every one of those children will be in for a heartbreak tomorrow. Now, 
Gouge isn't affected yet by this. He says, a very touching story, Captain Marvel, but you're wasting your time now. Will you please take me home? Captain Marvel is so frustrated. He says, Gouge, I, and he almost punches Gouge, but he holds himself back. And he says, no, he says to himself, no, that wouldn't help. I guess I've failed. And so he returns Gouge to his home. But we see Gouge trying to sleep and having a terrible dream. And in his dream, we see orphans with no toys and disappointment of the orphans and Gouge being a selfish old fool. And he awakens and he says, I can't sleep. I keep thinking about those poor orphans. Captain Marvel was right. And so he gets on the phone and he calls Billy Batson and he says, hello, Billy Batson, tell Captain Marvel I give in. I'll do anything he says to help those poor orphans. And Billy says over the phone, fine, Gouge, that's the real Christmas spirit. And, of course, the next scene we, we see is Captain uh, Marvel and Gouge in the air with the sleigh. Of course, Captain Marvel is the reindeer. He's pulling the sleigh through the sky. Gouge is dressed as Santa Claus, piloting the sleigh with a large pile of toys in the back. And the orphans wake up, and they're very excited. They see Santa Claus coming through the, through the sky and landing on the roof of the orphanage. And then Gouge is uh, stuffed down the chimney with the toys by Captain Marvel. And he gives out the toys to the very excited orphans at the orphanage. And he says, don't crowd. There's plenty for all of you. And you're invited out to my home for a Christmas dinner with turkey, plum pudding, and all of the trimmings. And the last panel of this eight-page story from 1945 has the shot of Captain Marvel and Happy Smith and Jolly Smith, and of course the orphans, and in the middle, Gouge Smith, toasting to all of the readers of this story, a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to all. And that ends the story of Captain Marvel and the plot against Christmas. Now, this uh, isn't the greatest Christmas story from the golden age of comic books that I've ever read. Uh, certainly have some uh, very interesting uh, uh, plot issues with it. For instance, why would a toy maker be so against Christmas? You would think he would be one of the uh, biggest supporters of Christmas, but of course he's a spendthrift and a miser like Ebenezer Scrooge, and he's more interested in making a profit than he is anything else. But a very, uh, a very nice uh, Captain Marvel Christmas story from the golden age of comic books, very reminiscent, of course, of the uh, Christmas Carol. Now, if you want to learn more about Captain Marvel himself, you might remember that way back on October 17th, 2005, a long time ago, in episode number 20 of the Golden Age of Comic Books podcast, I featured Captain Marvel. So if you want to learn all about Captain Marvel and his origins in the Golden Age of Comic Books, check out that podcast from way back on October 17th, 2005, again, episode number 20, and you'll learn a whole lot about uh, Captain Marvel. Now, I always like to mention, if these stories have been reprinted, the particular story that I mentioned to you, Captain Marvel and the Plot Against Christmas, uh, was reprinted on the uh, Golden Age Comics uh, UK website that I've mentioned before, where a lot of Golden Age uh, stories that have gone into the uh, public domain have been reprinted. And I was able to find a copy of this story there. So if you're interested in reading this story for yourself, you can go over there and download this story for free, and it might make a very nice Christmas present for you to have a copy of a classic Captain Marvel Christmas story from Captain Marvel Adventures number 42 in January 
1945. Well, I hope you have enjoyed uh, learning a little bit about a Captain Marvel Christmas story from the Golden Age of Comic Books. And to all of the listeners of the Golden Age of Comic Books podcast, I hope that you have uh, a wonderful holiday getting ready to come up. Of course, uh, Merry Christmas to all of you that celebrate Christmas here in the United States and elsewhere around the world. I hope also that each one of the listeners of the Golden Age of Comic Books podcast has a very happy new year. Please don't forget to uh, send me some emails if you're interested in uh, learning more about the Golden Age of Comic Books. Our email address is goldenagecomics at gmail.com. And, of course, uh, we have a lot of interesting tidbits about the Golden Age of Comic Books over at the blog at goldenagecomics.org. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, please go over to Amazon.com and leave some favorable reviews about the Golden Age DC Vintage Comics Calendar for 2009-2010. It would really be great uh, to get that calendar uh, going for a couple of more years with a license renewal from DC Comics. We would certainly... uh, Love to see uh, a big pile of reviews over there, so pass the word along to uh, family and friends if they enjoy this calendar, if you've given them given them away as gifts, or if you've received them, or if you've bought your own. Please do a nice review of the calendar over there at Amazon.com. We would really, really appreciate it. Again, uh, Merry Christmas to everybody who uh, listens to the Golden Age of Comic Books podcast. We certainly appreciate the support throughout the year 2009. And I look forward to talking to each and every one of you about Golden Age comic books in our next episode. <laughs>